am back. I've sorted all my computerisational issues out and I am back. I'm fully tooled up. It's not kakaka. You're listening to the Kakakasm. That's me. Kakaka. Hasn't that been done to death? Isn't that so 990s? No. You think so? It's the Casimir engine. It's not Kakaka. It is the Casimir engine. On the Casimir engine show podcast. I may well be rushed away at any moment because I've just been downstairs to make a cuppa. Mrs. Engine was drinking out of date Ribena. Could be an emergency on my hands. from Melbourne in Australia he's my new Bezzy 
I love that. That's Paradise featuring Marcella Detroit on Vox. That's what we say in the trade. Um, yes, welcome to the Casimir Engine Show podcast. Hey, I've only got a new uh, laptop that works. Yeah, if you... Oh, crikey, that's me. I'll tell you what, here's, here's another description. This is where I am at the moment. I've got... Um, the awesomeness that is my um, my record player, or it's not hi-fi, it's like one of the music centres you get. Made in the 1970s, it's a beautiful piece of kit. It's covered in presents. There's all sorts sitting on it. So I'm now, I'm, I mean, it was, it was cramped in the studio as it was, but it's even more cramped now. So forgive me if I keep on kneeing the mic stand. Hey, Kaz, shut your cake off. What's on the show tonight? I tell you what's on the show. We've turned this into a bit of a special. Because last night I went to a film premiere. Ooh, get you. Where was it? In the West End of London? No, it was in the West End of Worksworth. I tell you, it was absolutely sensational. So we're having a chat with director... Stuart Wielden, famous in these parts for um, short films as uh, Nate, what what I'm trying to say, (laughs) short films such as In Limbo and The Telephone, and I went to see his new um, production um, last night. You'll have to forgive us because it was uh, all recorded in a pub. Hey, that's Andy, isn't it? So it might be a bit noisy. What else have we got on the show tonight? Well, I've got content this week. Um, I wanted to be talking, I've got a bit of a gripe about Star Trek. What oh, gripe is this a kid's programme, Cass? Why I hate Christmas, yeah? It's not your usual bar humbug stuff. I think I'm allergic to it. We're going a bit overly uh, festive this evening. I also want to know what the um, uh, the Casimir Engine Show fan club um, favourite Christmas chocolate is. Um, McDonald's drive throughs I've got a bit of a gripe about that. And deep fried food. We've got tons and tons of uh, top music. And I'm going to be playing a new one. This is a new one for me. This is a guy called Tim O'Connor. And this is a track called My Name is Fire. And this is beautiful.
as they just go out of fashion I can tell you, tell you where to go My name is Fire it was Ace that's Tim O'Connor he's from Tottenham I think we'll be hearing a bit more of him a couple of things first of all um, you know you get those notifications on your phone I got a weird one the other day uh, a news flash came up and I'm thinking Brexit, it's bound to be about Brexit, it's going to be about Brexit. Oh no, it was BBC News um, and it was uh, the little known problem of phantom rectum, eh? Why did I get that one? Um, also, talking of warnings and stuff like that, so I'm, um, you know I'm a Trekkie, don't you? I like my Star Trek and I am currently wading through the next generation. That's that one with uh, Jean-Luc Picard in it. Um, One thing I'm still concerned about. Right, so they beam to planets and stuff like that, don't they? So they're using like this, um, the transporter, yeah? So when Jean-Luc Picard says, uh, Commander Riker, report to the ready room and he's having his tea or something like that. Why don't he just beam to the ready room with his tea? Why does he have to get up and walk out all dramatic? I don't get it. There's something wrong there. I'd just beam everywhere. I would, I'd lose, I'd, I'd just lose the use of my legs because I'd just be beaming everywhere. Anyway, so I'm watching it the other day. <laughs> And it said, uh, this. I watch it on a, a channel called Sci-Fi on Sky. And it, can, it comes up with a warning at the beginning. It says, uh, this programme contains scenes of a sexual nature. I thought, aye, aye. And do you know what it was? <laughs> it was two Klingons sniffing each other's armpits. That was scenes of a sexual nature. Absolutely bizarre. You get warnings about everything. It's health and safety has gone bonkers, except in Burton-on-Trent. 
Why did you say that then, Kaz? Because I've got a story about Burton-on-Trent. They're giving them Glaswegians a run for their money on the deep-fried food front. You're listening to the Casimir Engine Show podcast. And this is a Christmas song by them their Heron Brothers. A story can't grow old If it's never been written or told If memories don't serve you well in the cold Replace them all, replace them all Your plans did not go wrong They're just foundations to be built upon Failures can guide you and build you up strong So don't waste them all, don't waste Come and be one of us, don't be lonely This Christmas the sleigh bells ring in the songs Beginning, never fear another year Time to dry up your tears, we'll be breaking through This Christmas you'll see that it's not too late They cannot dictate who we are from afar In a sky full of stars there'll be one for you We're with you tonight Come and be one of us Don't be lonely this Christmas The sleigh bells ring in the songs Begin Never fear another year Time to dry up your tears We'll be breaking through Come and be me This Christmas you'll see that it's not Who we are from 
That's the fantastic Heron Brothers. Don't be lonely this Christmas. You can catch it on YouTube on the Heron Brothers or Heron Bros or one word. It's Paul and Stephen Heron. They've got a new album out, Last One's Left. Christmas gift idea for you there. And they're from Derby. We're liking that a lot. It's getting us in that mood, except me. Why is it not getting you in the mood, Kaz? You're not one of these, um, like, trendy bar humbuggers, are you? Uh, humbugger, hello. <laughs> uh, no. Hey, this is a bit jazzy. This is for uh, the dentist, if he's listening. This is Deck the Hall's jazz version. Fa la 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 la. Anyway, why don't you like uh, Christmas then, Kaz? I tell you why. Because, one, I don't like marzipan. Two, I don't like brandy. Three, I don't like Christmas cake, mince pies, or turkey. And one thing I really, really hate that you get this time of the year is simonimininimininim. I just don't like any of them. The other day, I was nearly, right, I was nearly physically sick just outside of Greg's. And the reason being is they must have poured out like a, a cinnamon latte or something because I had a coffee afterwards, just a normal coffee and a yum yum. And um, it tasted all cinnamon-y. Horrible stuff, horrible stuff. And um, uh, our American listeners, they love cinnamon, don't they? I can remember once uh, I flew into, um, I can't remember the name of the airport in Washington, and it stunk of cinnamon first thing in the morning. Nearly passed out. It's such a weed, Kaz. Um, Also, on the Christmas food front... So, Glasgow, world-famous place. We've got listeners up in Glasgow. Okai the New. Um, we're giving them a run for their money in a place called Burton-on-Trent, which is near the middle of England, if you're not from these here parts. And uh, Glasgow are famous for um, deep-fried... Uh, deep-frying everything, really. Deep-fried pizzas, deep-fried kebab with cheese... So they get a kebab, dip it in grated cheese, and then deep fry it. I could eat one in the moment. Um, Deep fried Cadbury's cream eggs. Anything deep fried. Deep fried Mars bars, of course. But in Burton-on-Trent, there's a shop that's doing a deep fried Christmas dinner. Yeah, that's uh, including toiki. Um, vegetables um, and then it's all mixed up with gravy and then it's deep fried in a Yorkshire pudding that is shocking that is shocking hey I've got two more more two more more two more Christmas things that I'm going to want to ask you to get your pen and pads ready because this is like interaction on uh, at Casimir Podcast on Twitter and at Casimir Podcast on Facebook. This is a band what I found recently through my ace A&R man, Mark Lawrence, and all the guys at Analog Trash. 
This is a, a band from the States. They're called The Cows, and this is Wait Don't Wait. very excellent cows they're from uh, San Francisco Portland and Brooklyn hey that would make band practice a bit difficult wouldn't it and my geography is rubbish it's a bit like your English actually Kaz Um, and they've got a new album out uh, or it's from the album uh, Certain Calculations Um, let's hope O Little Town of Bethlehem works Everything's a bit jazzy-licious at the moment. The town of Bethlehem. Um, so, other Christmas uh, stuff that we've gone on at the moment. Christmas shizola. We've got... Um, this is interactive stuff. So, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, at Casimir Podcast, or one word... And on Facebook, at Casimir Podcast, or search for The Casimir Engine Show Podcast. That takes you to our page. And we've also got um, The Casimir Engine Show um, dot WordPress.com, I think. I think it's that. www.thecasimirengineshow.com. 
www.wordpress.com. I must um, try and remember that, shouldn't I really? Be a bit more professional. Um, but I'm, I'm looking for our listeners' favourite Christmas chocolate. And you've got a choice. You've got a choice here. And uh, number one, we've got the Ferro Rocher. Excellente. At number two, we've got one that I don't like, the Quality Street. At number three, you've got Celebrations. And at number four, you've got Heroes. Or number five, you can have A and Other. Right, so that includes chocolate oranges, matchmakers. You remember the orange matchmakers? You used to get mint-flavoured ones, and then they did orange ones. And then the other day, we were in a, a cheap shop, B&M Bargains. If you're not from these neck of the woods again, B&M Bargains is like a budget cheap shop. It's not even cheap. It's cheaper than that. And they were selling fries, um, fries chocolate creams. I haven't seen one of them since I was about nine. As I said, it's a special tonight because we've got an interview with um, we've got a, an interview with uh, Stuart Wielden, who's made a new film uh, called Starman. Before that, we've got a couple more tracks because Stuart's on a thing for about twenty minutes. I've got a couple of tracks before then, and then um, we're finishing off with a special song. Uh, by the colour of spring. This is uh, the friction with Deceiver Deceiver.
that's the Frixian. Uh, Deceiver Believer. That's got Gene Serene and Lloyd Price. Um, unfortunately, they're, they're supposed to be in a, a festival. If it's still a festival goer at this time of the year, um, you could go to um, the Foundations Festival in Manchester. If you're in that neck of the woods, it's on the 14th and 15th of December. Um, tickets, uh, advanced weekend tickets from 20 quid. Um, you can get all the details from www.foundationsfestival.co.uk. Um, Gene and Lloyd were supposed to have been performing at the festival. Unfortunately, can't make it, so uh, that's a real shame. But um, we'll be hearing more of them on the Casimir Indian Show podcast. Oh, Christmas tree. More Christmases. Oh, turn it in, Caswell. Yeah, it was everybody's getting on everybody's nerves now. This Christmas malarkey. Um, all of, well, we've eaten three selection boxes already. So who's eaten all the Christmas food already? Who's started on the cheese? That's the big one, isn't it? It's when you start on the cheese. The Stilton's out. The crackers are out. So who's eating, who's eating all, again, three selection box. So I found myself, right, I'm, I'm a, a slightly over 40, sitting in my pyjamas, <laughs> watching Star Trek, eating Freddo bars, because that's all that was left. All the chomps are gone, all the curly whirlies are gone. If you're listening in a different country, right, you're going to think it's just talking more gibberish than usual now. So, um, yeah, so sitting there in my pants, watching Netflix, eating selection boxes. It ain't a good sight. Um, The other one that I wanted to ask you, I've not got it now. Where's it gone? Burton on Trent, we've done that, ate marzipan. It was um, McDonald's drive-thrus. I posted up a picture where somebody had bought one of their um, millionaire's Christmas lattes. And there's this fantastic picture of this thing covered in cream and whatnot. And all they got was brown sludge in a cup. It was awful. It was awful. But I was going through a McDonald's the other day. Only to get a coffee. I wasn't having a burger or anything. And they've made all McDonald's throughout the world. It's particularly evident in the UK, though, because it's always raining. But the roof line is perfectly positioned so that when you're paying the man or the girl, right, or the lady woman, at the take at the at the drive-through part, it's just at the right position for it to rain in your car while you're handing your money over. Bad design by uh, McDonald's. Right, we've got one more, one more banger. No, we're not. We're going to play. Um, we're going to play. This is this is for uh, Jules. She requested that we don't do requests. But on this occasion, this is uh, top band, the Colour of Spring. Um, they're from Leeds, and this is their um, this is their annual Casimir Engine Show um, broadcast of uh, top single. It's called Snow. Snow 
is that excellent or what? Oh, I'm switching music up. You're listening to the Casimir Engine Show podcast. You can tell because I always keep on making mistakes. That was uh, Colour of Spring with Snow. That was for Jules. Right, so yesterday, on a school night, I got invited to a film premiere by Stuart Wielden. And Stuart's uh, he's, um, a director, written and directed a, a new film called Starman. And it was filmed in a village not far from uh, uh, Casimir HQ called Worksworth in Derbyshire. All of these films are always, they've, they've been, up until now, they've been filmed in, in Worksworth. So there's a, a local kind of interest element to it, but the new film is, uh, is just absolutely excellent. Anyway, we caught up with him in Ace Pub, the Royal Oak in Worksworth. So the background, it's a bit noisy because everybody's having a couple of beers and stuff like that, celebrating the success of the film. But we managed to have a chat and we were chatting away and I thought, why am I not recording this? You rubbish, Kaz. So I managed to, um, I managed to switch my phone on. We had a chat. We've got a couple of tracks breaking it up as we go through. We've got the 48K and we've got Wolf Club. But mostly it's a chat with Stuart Wielden. And I hope you like it. I thought, you know what, I want to just have this little short about Stardust. And I didn't know where it was going to go originally. I just thought, and I always start with the title. Yeah. And I just, Starman came into my head one day. And I just thought, right, where do we go from there? And I thought, I can't go off in a sci-fi way because, you know, really, realistically, I haven't got the money to do the sci-fi stuff I want to, would want to do, etc. And I thought, well, no, go back to where I am as a writer and think of, think of something that is important I spoke to Nick and we'd had this idea about writing trying to come up with a theme for a film which was for BFI funding um, and they're very very particular about certain aspects and certain elements of what they want in there so we started and I said you know shall we go back to that idea and try and develop it um, and he said yeah let's go back to it and that's we just sort of basically developed it and we had this idea about we really like the idea we both really like the idea of uh, of ex-military homelessness because it's really important in society today and how they're treated um, and we also you know things like litter and things like that which come into it I mean there's only small aspects of that that come into it but then I you know and then I said well yeah and I just I don't know I just lay there one night and just this idea came into my head and I just said he should meet someone and it should change her life yeah because it is I mean it is about it, it's more about her relationship with her husband yeah. than it is yeah. not wanting to give the story away mm. but um, it's more about her and her husband than it is about his background it just brings out her story yeah I mean the, the start I suppose you could say that he is just a, he's just a mechanism to develop what the real story is and the Starman element of it is just a metaphor really for it's just it's just a sort of symbol a metaphor for from, from everyone at some point will meet someone and that meeting can potentially change someone's life. Yeah. yeah. 
and that's what it does in in the film without, as I said, giving it away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick, I wrote, I came up with the idea and said, wrote it as a treatment, so I just wrote the basics of the story and said, right, what do you think? And he said, basically, right, I'll take it away and I'll write the script. So he took it away and wrote the script in three days, sent it back to me, and I said, yeah, that's really good, really like that bit. 
what about this because I don't really like that and, and I put pencil through it I re-edited it and sent it back to him he did it we did it three or four times and then that was it it just ended up where it was and we were both happy so you write the whole story as a beginning middle end yes and then it's yeah. you, you say Nick Nick yeah Nick, Nick. Nick writes um, character one says character B says yeah. and it's it's listed like that yeah he write, he wrote the dialogue initially and then I then I changed it yeah and then said to him can we introduce these elements to it so he went back and then he changed and it's really nice because I can just say change that scene and he'll go okay I'll change the scene and then he rewrites it okay sometimes it becomes more than it was before it does yeah yeah. and then it's really important you know because I was really because Nick couldn't make it when we were filming and I wanted him to be there when I was filming and you know when I was filming it suddenly became really apparent that certain aspects of the script weren't working so you have to make a decision as a director and say let's cut that cut that do you uh, story do you story Storyboard it. Yeah, I storyboard, yeah. Well not not like you would traditionally think. But I have I know how the film looks while I'm shooting it. Yeah. Because I shot the whole thing as well, I mean obviously. So. And how long was it? What shoot it? Yeah, and uh, well yeah, how long was the film before you edited it? Well I always How much footage have you got? Oh we shot I think we shot it's twenty minutes and we shot two and a half hours of footage. <laughs> Yeah. Is it going to be a director's cut then? Uh, possibly. Oh, right. Possibly, but not, it wouldn't make... I don't think it won't make, make a great deal I don't think it'll make a great deal of difference. No. I mean, because I was really worried about that scene you said at the Stardust, and I've been worrying them constantly about but that. But that, and just to because, let yeah, people know without the story, there's just one part of the film where you've got two people, and it is, it just looks like they're on a stage. And I think it's the shape of the Stardust and the two characters sitting on one of the plinths on the Stardust yeah. but then the background is incredible because you've got the moon sitting there yeah, and it, yeah, it's yeah. just really well lit it just looks like a picture but we shot it in sequence you see yeah. that was the thing because we shot we actually shot the first we shot the first whole of that scene we shot it all and it's not used because what happened is we went up there and the light faded okay. and the colours of the sky it went from a really dark blue to a black and it, we did it halfway through so I suddenly said going to the close-ups I can't use these close-ups anymore because the background has changed so suddenly it was pitch black up there and I said right we need to get all the lights out and reshoot it so basically we were then faced with the fact of let's just do it as a stage yeah. so I was like direct it as a stage if I was doing a stage how would I want it to be seen so I said right that's it let's put the camera there there, and let's make it really really simple yeah. let's not try to make it complex it's the most memorable it is the most memorable scene oh, no, I'm glad you said that yeah. yeah and again that wasn't planned that was it, it that kind of finishes the film it, the rain, it, it finishes yeah. the film yeah. it sort of it was we, we, we shot the last we shot the last scene which was in yeah, and uh, Nigel went, went back to London. Uh, went, went back to he left, and I said, "Oh, we've got this one scene." And, uh, Mia had to go back to Leicester, and I said, "Well, we've got to go and do it." And it was just absolutely pain. Yeah, but again, it just but works. It made, it, I think it so. just works really. It just, well, it just, I thought that. I thought it just makes it makes it. Gives it a clarity, doesn't it? It sort of ends well, it. it. It kind of ends it, but then it doesn't end it. Doesn't it? Because I was just thinking, 
is she or isn't she? Mm. Is she going to be stuck in Worksworth for the rest of her life in a relationship she doesn't really want to be in? Yeah. Or does she go? Yeah. And what do you think? Do you think she goes? Or do you think she stays? Because I think she stays. Yeah, right, OK. Yeah, the dark side of me thinks she probably stays. Yeah. And she becomes... Shops in the co-op and... You know, and a night out is, you know, maybe they'll manage to get to a nice restaurant every now and again, yeah. but majority yeah. of the time they're, yeah. well, I'm glad, I'm glad they're in the red line or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like I'm that. I'm glad that sort of comes over because that's my sort of Elliot, T.S. Elliot side of me coming over, that sort of... I thought You can't... Although she wants to get away, yeah, and although she truly wants to get away, and as she, as she says in the dialogue, like, you know, I've never been so bored in my yeah. life, and yeah. I come with you with whatever you're doing. Yeah. I think she's sort of him as a conduit. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But life isn't happy endings. No, no. That, no. That's that's the that's the thing. I think it's. it's yeah. I notice I'm just watching it through. The, the crowd at the bar. Oh, right, yeah. Um, technology's moved on since in limbo and the telephone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, did you enjoy using the technology that... Are you, are, it looks like you use some kind of drone technology. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Unless you've got somebody in a hot air balloon or something. No, no, like no I've, got, I've, got, I've got a really good friend, James, who I was at school with, who contacted me and said, I've got this drone, Stuart, do you want it to use it? And I said, you know what? Yes, it'll make such yeah. a difference. Again, it does. So we just went out there one Sunday and shot all of the drone and stuff. Oh, OK, all yeah. together? Yeah, yeah. And the then footage, I've, and then edited it. Yeah, and the night stuff, I've just made it look like night. So the way it looks dark, and I've just made it look that. It wasn't yeah. done at night, it was... The other thing, other than the one scene, yeah, the not that the, it, but that is a standout scene. Yeah, yeah, good. The music is just phenomenal. That is amazing. That is phenomenal. I mean, the noise where he suddenly disappears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just such a crescendo of noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, the music was. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also the the um, the font that he used. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's new. New, what, I'm trying to think what it's called. Um, You're not a font book. I am. <laughs> I am. And I, it was really important for me to get the right font. Yeah. Because I, I sort of thought, because it's got that sci-fi, so I had to go for a sci-fi. New Brock, New Brock, that's okay. what it's called. Yeah, and I, and I found that particular font. And I think it's very similar to the font that was used in Star Trek, the original film. It looks like Star Trek, and then yeah. the Starman film. You remember that? Starman, which is... Yeah, 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 with yeah. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, yeah, David Bow, yeah yeah, 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 that kind of thing. But um, yeah. yeah, so it gives it an element of science fiction. Yeah. But then the surprise is that yeah. it's about the drudgery of life. Well, when we were filming that, when we were filming, the, when we were shooting it, he he came up in his car and he said, "Stuart, you've got to jump in the car and listen to this." And he played me eight pieces of music because he was writing it as we were. Filming. and that one one piece of music stuck out and I said we have to have that because that is absolutely I thought it was a beautiful melody and then we both started talking he said I agree and I said yeah it's got to be the melody for um, for me as character so whenever you see her that's yeah. her that, that translates to her relationship and makes it and, it, and he's he, he's a brilliant guy to work with I mean I spend six weeks working with him I'm going to the studio and we've just changed little bits and the little bits where it has those 
yeah. the sort of ET calls as we call yeah. them. Yeah. Just a little, just little things like that. Are just so, and that, you can't do that. I could never have done that. That's but it's like the heartbeat. That's the the, the noise of the heartbeat. That when um, the star man appears, you've got the heartbeat. Yeah. It kind of just lets it flow again, yeah. beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's a great film. It yeah. really is a good film. Oh, thank you. And Frank appearing it again. I know, I know. You're keeping their career on track. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, they'd have packed up and split up. <laughs> to a conversation with uh, Stuart Wielden about new film Starman excellent it is as well it's a ferroche of short films and that was Wolf Club Frank 
so we've got to give it a go, haven't we? It's life, people. This is going to be banging around in your noggin all week. fantastic and it's frank uh, they're from works with they appear in uh, the new film by stuart wielden thank you very much indeedy for listening to the casimir engine show podcast got some news coming up next week got all sorts of stuff going off uh, if you can, share all the information about the Casimir Engine Show and get involved Casimir with us. Reliably mediocre. On Facebook. See you later.